What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Dime. As always, got my right-hand man, Kellen Finney, here with me. And this week, we've got a very special guest, Rosie Matteo, founder and CEO of The Powerhouse, Matteo Communications, and what of many have dubbed the Cannabis PR Queen. Rosie, thanks for taking the time. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to chat with you guys today. Kind of taking us back to the beginning, is there a single moment where you realized you wanted to be in the cannabis space? So it just started, it was like fortuitous that we moved to Seattle, which had just gone adult use. And just randomly, uh, my background was in food and technology PR, and I was approached to the launch of a crowdfunding campaign for a cookbook, and it was a cannabis cookbook. And so like, I didn't set out to you know, get into the cannabis space. It sort of fell into my lap, but you know, fast forward six years later, almost seven years later, it's my whole life. Let's kind of dive into the company that you founded. Can you kind of share some of the value that you bring to the space? So you know, when I came to the cannabis space, like I said, I just had mainstream PR background. So we took that approach from the beginning. So um, bringing that mainstream background, but understanding what's happening in cannabis has been one of the secrets to our success. And also just uh, just taking some of these uh, disciplines from running from running my own PR firm for so many years, like using data and just, like I said, taking that mainstream approach has helped elevate our clients. And that's what I think sets us apart. So as one of the leaders of one of the fastest growing companies in one of the fastest growing industries, Rosie, like what is a normal day like for you? I know you must have your hands across the board, but I, I'm always curious to know, you know, what is a normal day like for you look like? So my day starts very early in the morning. I get up around 4, 4.30 in the morning every day. I get my workout in early on. Fitness is a big part of my life. And I'm answering emails that came through on the West Coast and then head into the office. And usually it's back-to-back client and team calls that we have... Um, we work in pods, you call them. So we've got like different teams in the agency and we do check-ins in a couple of times a week. So back-to-back calls. Um, now that things are opening up a little bit, doing some meetings in person. So just a, a lot of calls, a lot of strategy meetings, uh, uh, pitching. I do some podcast work and we have our own podcast. So I spend some time doing that. But uh, my day wraps in the office around 6, 7 p.m. I go home and I, and I try to unplug for two hours and be with my kids. I've got, we have four chill, children, so cook dinner. And then I get back on to see what I missed uh, on the West Coast for a couple hours as they're wrapping up their day. Go to bed and start over the next day. Take us through that approach. When you were scaling your business, were there certain kind of tactics and, and areas that you were like, we should look to bring this on? Or how did you work through that thought process? In 2018, I think I had nine or 10 clients all by myself. And the opportunity was there. Like I saw it. And it was a very scary time because I knew what I knew how to do, but I didn't know how to build a business. And then you had told me that we'd have 46 employees and 60 clients today, I would have said you're crazy. And at just at that time, I did take on an intern to help me. And the intern happened to be the daughter of one of the CEOs of one of the non-cannabis companies I've been working with, longtime entrepreneur. And he said, he may, we called me up in September 2018. He said, Rosie, let's have coffee. He said, Rebecca, who's his daughter, Rebecca told me what you're doing on the side here. And it's very interesting. Like, what are you doing with this company? Like, you've got something here. You know, you could have a PR agency. And I said to Mitch, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to run an agency. I don't know hire a person. I don't know manage anybody. He's like, but I do. So he joined me in October, 2018. So we're coming on uh, three years together. And he said, and he helped me build infrastructure. And it's been the best thing I ever did. So who is one of the companies that is kind of under the radar that many of our listeners might not be aware of that you're kind of like, these guys are going to do really big things. I think Gage is like a great example, right? So like, We've been working with Gage for a year now. Um, and like we were watching what was happening over there. Like an incredible brand in Michigan, like such a strong leadership team. Like 
when they open a store, there's lines around the corner and like they were a single state operator and there was like a little bit of buzz around them. Um, and, you know, we are longtime partners with terrorists and, you know, Jason Wilde uh, made a big investment in Gage early on. And we were like watching what's happening. We're like, something's going to happen. You're like, these guys are on a rocket ship. And then, you know, we found that, you know, right before, because we did the work around it, that terrorists and was acquiring them. So like, we love watching those things come to fruition. You're sometimes sitting with a client and you're like, you know what? I got to make an introduction to, to these guys because they'd be great partners. Is that kind of sometimes the role that you play where you're kind of playing like matchmaker there? Yeah, it is. And I say like, that's part of the value of working with us. Like we do have an ecosystem, right? right. So um, it, it's like, for example, we work with Springbring, customer loyalty platform. We've been there for five years now, I think. You know, it's not part of our job. We don't get paid to do this, but like we know their technology is awesome. So we've made a lot of intros to our dispensary clients and brand clients. Like you got to try this out. And a lot of them and use them. And then nothing makes us happier than seeing our clients partner, right? But one of the areas that I definitely want to bring up is some of the incredible pro bono work you're doing about helping the industry move forward. Can you kind of shed some light on that? To let some of our listeners understand that, you know, while cannabis is a ton of positive opportunities, there are still some issues going on that some people just might not realize are still affecting the space. We've done some things like, um, you know, fundraising activities, but then we realized, uh, and, you know, donated a bunch, which is great money, super important, but we realized that there's a lot we can do with our skill set to help some entrepreneurs that are trying to get a leg, leg up in this space. We launched almost a year ago, a pro bono program um, to help, you know, diversity candidates with their marketing. So we take on... Um, three companies per quarter and we help them figure out their social media plans, their public relation plans. We do, we work on it, you know, um, in earnest to get them started. So they understand like how to set up a marketing program and we do it completely, you know, free. And it's been great. As one of the leaders of the industry, what is one idea or concept that others in the industry might not be aware of? Yeah, I think that at least for like from our seat, uh, I think um, there's two things. I think people outside the industry like don't necessarily realize that uh, there is still some stigma to break down, right? I also think that we have to educate our clients, at least from our seat, that you know the mainstream media it's like still like not there yet. So like while we might have like incredible products, like it's still going to be a long haul to get media to write about like cannabis flower and have them understand that like while it is a CPG, like there's other type of marketing mix that we're going to need to do to raise the visibility for like what is like the biggest part of the industry, you know, which is still flour. Which meal would you prefer infused, pizza or spaghetti bolognese? Oh, you looked at my bio. You know my two favorite foods. Oh my gosh. You know what? I've been dying to try that stony pizza. So I'm going to go with that. Using cannabis when working out can be beneficial. True or false? True. Totally true. I'm I'm a big proponent of it for uh, before, during, and after. 10 years from now, cannabis beverage will be larger from a category standpoint than flour. True or false? I think false, but I think it'll grow. Since you've been in the cannabinoid industry, what has been the biggest misconception? Uh, the biggest misconception is that we're all like, you know, stoners. And also the misconception is that, like I mentioned earlier, that it's like too late. So before we do predictions, we ask all of our guests, if you can sum up your experience in the cannabinoid space into one main takeaway or lesson learned to pass on to the next generation, what would it be? It's just really like investing in the relationships and especially in cannabis, like it's still like so young, 
that, you know, we really need to like build an incredible network of trustworthy people that are all, you know, marching to the beat, the same drum. So investing in the relationships are really getting to know people and understand like, you know, how they tick, I think is just like a great business lesson and something that I've just seen play out in cannabis. So anybody coming into industry, it's like invest in relationships. Like obviously it's like a big opportunity, but like, don't be so opportunistic. You're not taking time to meet, learn. Cause I've, you know, learned when you listen um, when you listen you, you, and learn from others, like that's the way the world works. So that's really well said. All right. Prediction time. We've seen incredible growth in the cannabis industry. What area anywhere on the board is still untapped in your opinion? I still think actually it's beverage, right? Like it's still such a, it's like less than 1%. Like I, I'm with you there. It's going to be like it's going to be a monster. I also think um, incorporating, you know, cannabis like into exercise. I think we're going to see like a lot of that. We're seeing some more books come out. So I do think we're going to see more of that in the future. So for Rosie, for our listeners that want to get in touch, they want to learn more, you know, where can, where can they hear more with you? Well, I'm very active on social media. You can follow me on Instagram or LinkedIn or Twitter. I'm out there. Um, but also um, our, our website, there's lots of ways to contact us. Uh, but definitely feel free to hit me up on, on social because I'm pretty active and I try to respond to every DM. Awesome. Yeah, so we'll we'll go ahead and link those up in the show notes. Thank you so much for your time. Looking forward to seeing you in MJ Biz. Yeah, I can't wait. You got to come to the Matteo party. We'll send you the invites going out today. Thanks, um, awesome. Thanks so much for having <laughs> me today, guys. Thanks. Take care. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, my name's Kate, and I'm your host of the Pop Moms podcast. I started the Pop Moms podcast, well, because I wanted to end the stigma against using cannabis, specifically with moms, but also anyone who chooses to consume. I strive for a balance of humor and education, along with some pretty rad guests, to help combat social biases that come with consuming cannabis. Kids are hard. Join me for regular podcast episodes packed with parenting hacks, real-life stories, and of course, my favorite cannabis products. The days are long, but the years are short. So roll another J and take a deep breath. Keep blazing and stay amazing.